Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, and welcome to episode number 42 of Wrestlers with Experience. Um, today episode, well, I, the first let me introduce Mark Morrell, which yes, sits sir. to the what's, right what's of me. Well, it really on, sits to the left of me. Right. I always say right, but sits to the left of me. Um, myself, Dietrich Davis, and this is Wrestlers with Experience. We're entering episodes number 41. I think I'm going to stop saying the numbers and just pump the episodes out, but... um. We thank you guys for the support and the growth of this show. Um, today's episode, let's just talk about AEW because they seem to be the talk of the town. That is the talk of the town. Is the talk of the wrestling industry. Right. And um, a lot of noise is yeah. being made about AEW right about now. Um, and it seems like it's the place where everybody's going to be watching. It's, mm-hmm. it's what the world is watching. Everyone has got. Everyone right. has. Everyone their in the on. world of wrestling is definitely watching. Um, Let's just get, let's just hit it right out the park to begin with. They have established the format of the company. The basis seems to be Tony Khan mm-hmm. as president, which I think is the best move. Non wrestling guy can focus on business, and has sat by his father's side for a great amount of time helping the Jaguars. Yes, um, I think that's fucking phenomenal. Uh, Brandy Rhodes will will. It seems like she was went from head of the division to head of branding. Yes. Which I think is a good move as well. She calls herself the chief brandy officer. Yeah. <laughs> that was very corny, but I like it. Right. <laughs> um, Cody will stand in as senior VP. Yeah, executive vice president. Of, yeah, executive uh, vice president of everything along with Matt and his brother. Um, Nick. Yeah, Matt and Nick Jackson as also executive work, vice presidents. And yeah, be, working with him. They'll be matchmakers and bookers. And it seems like the Jaguars, uh, not Tony, but the father put up $100 million mm-hmm. into this business venture, which is no little bit of $100 million, which is no little bit of money. Absolutely. It's Did not you, a lot of money, but, but it's, it's enough. And speaking of which, you you, you heard about uh, one of the uh, guys who's going to be like the one of the producers for the show. They hired Billy Gunn. Yes, I, yeah, I actually have that on my notes, which is good. I'm glad. I, no, I had that in my head. I did not write that on my notes, but I know he got announced as a producer. Mm-hmm. He's definitely in it. Um, for a while, people thought it was Jericho and Jim Ross. Jericho literally was on a podcast that released yesterday, and he said someone made that up, and it went through legit lines. Mm-hmm. And then when it came out, people thought it was real. Right. He goes, that was never a case. It was not even a fucking conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't know he was doing the AEW thing until recently. He's one of the, uh, one of the first signees onto the company. Right. Announced last, but one of the first. Um, I'm liking the direction it's going. It seems like they're getting a TBS deal right. with a TV show that we talked about on an earlier episode, which was going to be called Dynamite, Tuesday Night Dynamite. Tuesday Night Dynamite. Has that been- still hasn't yet to be determined. <laughs> um, if I'm right, I think the Jaguars play on TBS television. I believe that they do. Right. So, and, and it would make sense that they do that. It reminds me of the way that the when you would tune in to um, baseball on TBS, mm-hmm. and you would see that was their thing that they locked yeah, down the, the Atlanta, baseball the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks, right? Mm-hmm. No, actually, Atlanta Hawks is basketball. Excuse me. Um, what was Atlanta's baseball team? What is Atlanta's baseball team? Um, I don't know. Okay, I'm about to look this up, but um, but they got a lot of teams I believe that plays on TBS. If right. I'm correct. Well, while you look that up, I'll keep moving forward. Um, 
as I'm sitting here, thinking, the Braves. There, there you we go. go. The, the Atlanta Braves. Braves. Yeah, I just figured as much because I knew it had to do. I knew it had to do something with uh, with Native Americans. So yeah, it was the Braves. So anytime that you looked at any sport on TBS, mm-hmm. it was also during the time when WCW Nitro and WCW Thunder was on TNT and TBS. So you always see the cross promotions of those of the of the major league sports and pro wrestling on the network. So if it's TBS, they're going to have a nice history of promoting major league sports, professional sports and professional wrestling once again. Right. I agree. I think it's a good move. I think it's a I I I just think TBS is the place to go and TBS has obviously the wrestling history or has mm-hmm. business dealing with it. Yes. Um the only reason why WCW was taken off was not because of the failed ratings or this that and the other. It was simply because AOL came in and they just did not want a wrestling company. Right. Um, one of the most important things that we're learning here is that the, this changes the relationships between ROH um, and New Japan. Yes, which it does. And as of right now, because of the weak roster, everybody is agreeing to work with each other. Mm-hmm. AEW creates weak rosters. And the one thing AEW is doing, they're running, this is where I believe Vince has a problem, as we talked about off camera, mm-hmm. is the health thing, which is something Jesse the Body and many wrestlers, Jesse the Body Ventura and many wrestlers has talked about for years. Right. And wrestlers wanting a union and wrestlers wanting health benefits and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And 401k, 401ks and 403bs or something. Right. Well, so, I don't, well, this, I don't see them getting 401ks, but at least health insurance. Right. And Cody Rhodes and the uh, the Khan family having to deal with health insurance and this and that with the NFL and this, that, and the other, this is going to be the first time in history that wrestlers are going to get benefits. Yeah, and it, it will be helpful because let's look at it like this. Our sport of professional wrestling is not some, okay, you get in the ring, it's bouncy, it's this and that and the third. It's a volunteer sport. It's a volunteer one. sport. And you're putting your body on the line. And as you put your body in the, on the line, you know, you're, you're, you're careful to not sustain injury. But this is a sport where you will sustain an injury. Um, and, and even better, in recent doings, Cody Rhodes having an injury at his, uh, not at his show. Who was it that got injured in the United States? The Japanese wrestler. We it, talked about him. It was uh, um, Hiromo Takahashi. And we know that that building has been confirmed. No insurance. Mm-hmm. So here he is. He has the, they, they're not here properly. Right. They're here on visitation because they would have to claim any monies that they made and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Guy damn near breaks his neck, has to go back home with a broken neck. Yep. And then we haven't seen him back in the ring since. No, he's and he's the, not. And Takahashi won't be coming back to another mere, uh, well, at the time. Well, they're talking about like nine months to a year. And, and, might, and this is your neck. It might be longer than that. Let's just safe to say that his professional wrestling career is almost over with. Yeah. And with these event, these things taking place, you got the Khan family involved, which means they are more liable to get sued mm-hmm. than anyone else. Because they have the money to take care of those things. And piggybacking off of what you said, when uh, going back to the 80s with the unionization of professional wrestling, you know, <clears throat> yes, Jesse Ventura spearheaded. And a lot of people said that this could have worked if certain parties would have just fell in line and agreed with it. But because he was at the top of the helm, he wasn't trying to lose his spot. 
he wasn't trying to lose his position if he decided if he decided to go along with the boys and they um, unionized the sport at the time when professional wrestling was getting ready to touch the peak of the business in the 1980s. And yes, I'm talking about Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's without giving. You know, even Vince, even Jesse said it, quoting Vince while Vince was on trial. Yeah, it was probably Jesse that started that. <laughs> Who did you hear that from? I guess it was Hogan. Well, well you got to think about it. He was working also in and out of the movie business, and you do know they 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 have insurance, insurance policies. Right. You, this is why we're not having John Cena and The Rock wrestle as much, not probably because they don't want to, but also simply because these insurance companies take out insurance policies on the professional, right. on, and, on, and on are, the actors. And these are very high. Yeah, um, we're talking about people who... Insurance policies. Yeah, so when you look at it, Tony Khan coming from the business of football, um, coming from that, it's important that we, um, it's important that this happens because WWE should have did this fifty. The moment Steve Austin made you a billionaire is the moment you should have done that. Right, because then what will happen is is that Austin wouldn't have to worry about. Well, I don't think Austin ever had to worry because his money's is great. Like he said, he he has nothing to worry about for the rest of his life. Whereas, like someone else may have, like uh, like a Draws, who ended up having something, you know, end up being paralyzed, right? Or a Dynamite Kid who put his body through so Mm -hmm. much. Now, I I agree. We don't need to unionize the business, but health insurance. I think that's what Jesse was fighting for with unionizing with the health insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, but. Again, can I say I'm against it? Because Hollywood even has a union. Right. You have the Screen Actors Guild. Yes. You have the 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 riggers and the make and the people who work on film. Most of them are a part of a union. Yes. And you can't get things done. And when they go on strike, Hollywood stops. Exactly. So the writers, the, the, the Screenwriters Guild, the this, that, and the other. You have a lot of things that comes to a fucking stop. A lot of people don't know. Back in the day, when you would work on a film. If, I mean, a movie. Let me break this down to you. It sounds really fucking crazy. Go right ahead. This is this is you, bro. You would only be able. You only will be allowed to write. Suppose you was writing for a TV show like Friends. Mm-hmm. You can only write one episode a season. So even though you could work on other shows, you was locked out the moment you wrote that one show. Wow. So then you couldn't go write nowhere else. Okay. Imagine that. So that was because it was using. Now they're changing the game to where oh shit is happening. And people are now getting to write multiple shows and multiple this, or you can work on one show a season and that mm-hmm. was it. Okay. So what if you didn't get hired next season? So that was the weird, that's the weird union-like scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, with professional wrestling, why shouldn't the wrestlers get equal pay? We've seen the NBA sue for half of the monies made. Why shouldn't the WWE make half of the, why shouldn't the talent make 50% of the profit of the whole company? Mm-hmm. The NFL, the NBA fought for that. The NFL fought for more of that. Right. So imagine if Vince makes $3 billion or for WWE, the talent should be making one point something billion. Now we're talking about $100 million contract deals. Mm-hmm. We're talking about $20 million contract deals. Doesn't mean everyone is going to get five hundred k. Right. But, you know, there should be a base pay of 400000 in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Or let's say 200000 This leads me to bring up, go to the Tony Khan situation where Jericho, once again, as we stated on the show, saying this is the biggest payday of his life. Right. For the next three three years, he's AEW. 
He didn't say that he can't wrestle places. He didn't say what the relationships were. He just said for the next three years, he's straight up and down AEW. And his contract, of course, is unique because he's allowed to do the following. He's allowed to, one, still do his music with his band, which is his thing. He still has his network that he's running, which is the podcast that he that he's, you know, mm-hmm. the podcast endeavor. He also has the cruise ship. You know, right. he's going to well, do the he did say that. that. I think certain other wrestling endeavors may come to an end at this moment. Because this is the Tony Khan business right. thing, and then, however, also I don't, they can't stop his music. But I don't. Th- I think when it comes to like other wrestling business, that has come to a stop. Well, he's also it's in his contract is structured that he can he's allowed to still wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Did they say that? Because yes. as of from what he said yesterday himself, it's only AEW. Okay, he but, literally said that, and I'll pull up the interview. Right, I mean, but he but Jericho did state that he still has. And I'm, I think they're going to let him on a date like companies have to. Yeah. But if I go right here and interview for people who want to look it up is, excuse me for a second. It's very important that I channel because he was very direct while he was sitting in the back of that car. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, let me go to history. Excuse me, people. I'm moving a little bit slow over here. His interview was with. Hold on. I tell you, oh, with the Chris Van, uh, Chris Van Vallette. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of that guy, Chris Van Vallette. No, I really hadn't. Yeah, he interview. Uh, yeah, Chris Van Vallette. He interviews all of the wrestling dudes. He's pretty dope. He's he's great with the interview. Somehow, however he does it, he gets in with the heart of the guys and professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did an interview which just went up 19 hours ago on his YouTube channel which is already at 144K views of him talking to Jericho. And Jericho, there is no more speculation. He made it very clear. It is only all in. It is only AEW from here on. Um, I believe there are closeout show dates. But other than that, he said the next three years is straight up and down AEW, no swaying left, no swaying right, to quote quote him. Um, I respect that. I think the Tony Khan family understands the fact that they have to lock down main talent. And I guess if they're going to pay him more money than the WWE has ever paid him, Mm -hmm. yeah, you got to stay still. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, I I mean, I understand what people are saying, but the word now, now that all the ink is dry and he's sitting in the back of a limo behind a building because they didn't want the fans to rush him. Right. Was that's how they was conducting the interview. Um, you look him up. This guy interviews a lot of wrestlers. He gets a lot of great interviews. They're never over 20 minutes long. They're not heavy listens. He makes it smooth. He makes it fun. But he asks all of the right questions. And he never asks a question that you know is going to irritate a wrestler. Right. And even if he's asking intense questions, he gets straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but this dude is the dude who's getting those heart, those those dead up interviews into it. Gotcha. Um you're pulling up something there. You was- I was just looking at something about uh, Tony Schiavone. Mm-hmm. And he talked about the uh, the one match that he would have loved to do commentary for in the WWE. And he mentioned that it was The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Oh, I don't want to hear Tony Schiavone commentary no. ever. Um, but fuck him. We're talking AEW right now. Right. Um, long story short, so moving forward with these contracts, another thing Cody announced is that this was going to be basically a – Equal opportunity pay. Yes. That the woman can make as much money as the, money as the men. Not saying the woman's going to get a million, two million dollars or a Jericho contract. Mm-hmm. But if if they're, they're, if they see that she's that person, mm-hmm. then she's going to get that equal pay. 
Which is crazy because that means someone like Charlotte can go to AEW mm-hmm. and go make as much money as Chris Jericho, which we know some of the women don't make over 100000 a year in mm-hmm. WWE. Right. And they're paying for their own travel expenses and they're paying for their gyms and they're paying for this. Yes. And they're paying for that. And they're they're technically the working poor. Yes. they on TV working for a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Do you think talent should get 50% of all proceeds made by the company? They should get something. They uh, should get more, they should get a cost of living increase. They should get something. Well, well move, because it's entertainment, let's move out cost of living. Okay. I'm talking about if the company makes $1 billion, how much money do you think the talent should get from that $1 billion? should be spread to the talent pool. Man, I because, think so. No, what do you think personally? Think what do you think the number should be? I think an additional 50 grand. That's it? I'd say 50, 60 grand, maybe 70 grand. So- Okay, so I'm, I'm glad you said that. Let's bring something up because a lot of people don't think about this. All right, so you you're you're you're, you're making eighty grand as a WWE female wrestler. Mm-hmm. All right, you get another fifty. That's one twenty. Um, you're flying around the United States on yep. a consistent basis. Yes, or driving or taking a bus. Have you ever done any like big road trips before? Uh other than South Carolina, that's it. All right, so and I got to get used to it if I plan on touring. Yeah, so I worked on the Off Girl Hero stuff right. recently. Um, the comic book I worked on, and just that alone, three days, mm-hmm. four days, excuse me, Miami, right, D.C., right, Maryland, right, Virginia, right, Los Angeles, right, four days. Yeah, you know how much that cost? It was about nine thousand dollars. And that was from that was flying, right? Flying and car rental and getting around. I can only imagine also what your meal and stuff, your meal and things. We're not are, even counting food. Okay. We're not even counting food yet, which wow. is another, let's say, $200 a city. Mm-hmm. Right? Wake up calls, this, that, and the other. Getting around, sitting down, negotiating, talking with people, just that alone. I love when Triple H said, I don't need you to wrestle. Just travel and we will break you. And traveling alone, we will break you. Just going state to state. I understood that. I've always worked with contract deals that forced me to travel. Right. It is not easy. Um, so imagine you go somewhere. A convention is in town. That $500 hotel room is now $1,200. Mm-hmm. Can't avoid it. You're in that town. Then you have to get around car service. Let's say you got a rental car. Mm-hmm. Or if you, if you don't drive, you're driving an Uber. Right. Uber is an easy four fifty a day, mm-hmm. not four fifty per city. Let's say two fifty. Let's be nice. You're finding food. You, you don't know the cheap spots. You don't know the bad spots. You're finding food. You're finding this. You're finding that. Those those four days, almost five, almost five days, was almost nine thousand dollars in travel. Now being a t- now think about WWE who makes a couple billion, a billion a year. Mm-hmm. Five hundred million dollars should pay the talent pool. Yeah. They're going around this world. All right, w- and WWE, WWE only pays for 10 people's travel. Just so you know that. Okay. And they pay for no they pays for no one tour buses. Those tour buses like Randy and them have, they pay, Steve Austin said I wish I'd have known that my career would have lasted 3 or 4 more years in the ring. Mm-hmm. But those tour buses come out their pocket. Wow. Yeah, if you watch Total Divas, Daniel Bryan and all of them had to chip in. Six wrestlers had to chip in to get a tour bus. Well, I guess they learned from CM Punk. Because Punk, uh, 
his punk's punk was one of the first guys to get a bus. Right. And 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 no, you know who was it was first? They said it was Randy was the first one because of his, his shoulder injuries. Ooh. He was the first one and Steve Austin said that when I saw that I thought that was the most genius thing. Get a tour bus, go city to city. Mm-hmm. You know, but he said he would have had to foot the bill and he's a cheap motherfucker. Of course. So <laughs> it's funny you hear Steve Austin say I'm cheap. But to, if you want to survive in this business, you got to be cheap. So, well, that's that's legendary cuz guys like um Owen Hart and Randy Savage were some tightwads when it came down to their cash. Right. You know, and rightfully so when you're traveling the world. So imagine those guys with those old WWE contracts, 10 dates, $125 a show. But yet Vince is making 60000 to 300000 off a gate. Right. And that's not $125 per match, per and show. That, and then $25 just to be on TV. Well, what about the guys that, or some of the guys who was in early development who only getting 500 a week and still had to rent their own apartment? And they had to double up with two or three wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like they said, Sheamus was living with so-and-so while they was in developmental when it was FCW. Right. So you're looking at this business and you're looking how Vince is making buku money and just caught major television deal money. He can, he can foot the bill. For at least 40% should go to wrestlers' pay. And then not because they're the ones who's yeah. bringing the people in the building. And then notwithstanding the fact that, you know, you do an overseas show in the Middle East where women are not allowed to perform, you know, and then you got to break them off for, for not being able to be there to work. Right. Unless you have them running C, have them running B and C shows mm. throughout the throughout the United States while the main roster guys are over in Saudi Arabia working. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's a combination of so much. And I, wonder, I would love to see what the financials, I mean, I would love, did they put $20 million aside for that? Or if they're gonna deal with if they're gonna get a deal with TBS, that could be a possible another hundred million dollars coming in. So mm-hmm. we're looking at the hundred million dollar investment, but we're not looking at the fact that everything else is coming in from the other side. We're not looking at there's a television deal being negotiated. Right. And television company's gonna give them money. Also, another thing too is, um, are they gonna do house shows? We don't know that yet. We don't. We we know there's going to be merchandise. There's going to be merchandise, and we know Lij is definitely now going to be that company yeah, L- that's LJ- coming in. Ljn, you mean? Ljn, which uh, which I'm thinking about another company. Ljn, yeah. which is coming in, and they're legitly going to be building the toy brand with them. Right. That's going to be dope. We know they have the relationship with Pops, right. so forget about it. All these Pops are about to roll out. Of course. Then of course, you know they got the main branch for the T-shirts through Pro Wrestling Tees. Right. Which is them themselves and negotiate, and then they do the drop shipping for them, and it's that. So they have established relationships that many other wrestlers, they've done as independent wrestlers that right. groups of men have not done. Now, another thing, too, is are they going to situate themselves in a base arena so that they can uh, do like their tapings and stuff like that? Like, See, that's another thing. That means you're in Florida, which means you're competing with WWE. WWE. And the and the performance center and full cell university full cell university. But I would think that if they're going to do TV on that magnitude, and then they're also going to focus on doing big shows throughout the United States, I think I can see them maybe rocking a maybe a um, an armory or something like that where they can turn it into like a like a stage uh, arena, like the Impact if, Zone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's an armory out there. You know where they can do. Like I said, they could do the base stuff, and then when they do like big shows like the MGM Grand, or they do uh, the uh, the Sears Center and stuff again for like their pay per views, they can do it like that. Well, another thing, 
I wouldn't be shocked if they did it at the Jaguar Stadium, which is the TIAA Bank Field. So, I mean, I didn't think a, about that. It's an outdoor stadium. It holds, I mean, in reality, let's see how many people will hold. The construction cost at the time was a t- uh, 200, $121 million, roughly around $218 million. Mm-hmm. Um, it was renovated in 2014 and 2016. The, the, let's see. I'm trying to see how many seats it holds in total. So long story short, they can hold it at that bank. They can hold it there. Okay. They had Super Bowl 39 there. Mm-hmm. That was major. Um, and that was in 2005. So for me, I mean, this is this could be their WrestleMania stadium. Okay, that would be that would be pretty good. And I'm pretty sure they'll get it on a good hand because of who. Oh, it holds 67,814, but it's expandable to 82,000 dollars. Nice. So now the other thing too is what? 82,000 people. I say 82,000 dollars. So now 82,000 people. Okay. So now the other thing would be production costs. Uh, what cameras are they using? Uh, what sound systems are they going to be using? I believe, honest to God, truth, that's going to be all current technology. As much as we're looking probably at $100,000 cameras. Okay. So if you're going to look at a camera system, let's put that aside. Um, probably looking, if you're looking at $80,000 a camera, ten to 15000 per lens, 12 camera setup, you're looking at a million dollars in cameras alone. How many production trucks are they going to have? Again, that will be have to negotiate based off of that. You're not going to go elite WWE, but I wouldn't knock more than two, maybe okay. three production trucks. All right, and, and stuff like that. The other thing too, like you know, I'm sure. But again, you're still effects, under. Pyro, right. You're still under a certain market. Pyro, I wouldn't expect it could become costly, but I've, I I feel they'll do it up to a certain point. But in reality. That's something you could do without because that's an expended cost. Right. So when you're sitting back, and, and people, I'm not talking about my ass. I'm talking about as of working in film and television production. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not looking over a million. There's, there's flat fees. Right. So your camera's a flat fee. Camera maintenance is what you're looking at. Um, let's say you got 12 cameras at ready at all time and one hard camera, um, one fly cam. Mm-hmm. And then you're moving that all around. You might have two mobile production trucks, which is probably going to be built with NFL type broadcasting right. um, equipment. So I, I got a funny feeling they might have an old Jacksonville, Florida truck that they may get two of. And it's a cost not to move one over to the next. And one company bought it from another company on the yeah. low hand and shit like that. Okay. So I wouldn't be shocked if two production trucks was moved over there at will. Um I wouldn't be shocked at you're looking at the staff of running it. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at maybe another half a million dollars in a production team traveling right. yeah. or staying put. Um, if they find a seated place to do this at, like you said, like an armory or a small arena or a civic center where they can make a permanent base, mm-hmm. then I'm probably pretty sure we're looking at a 200,000 week production. 200,000 a week production scale. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just counting their weekly salaries, their this, their that. That's only how I'm looking at it. And I might be off by a few hundred, a few thousand dollars, but I'm looking at a $200,000 a week production scale. Right. So if you look at that, and, I, and I'm going to say less, I'm going to be honest with you, because producing live television has become greatly cheaper. So let me break out a calculator real fast. Okay. And let's say we did, let's break it down to 150K a week 
150,000. Times 50 weeks of television. Let's not even say 52. Okay. You're looking at $7.5 million. And they can afford it. They can afford that. So if you're trying to do that and you times that by three years, you're looking at a $22 million three-year investment on production alone. Mm-hmm. Give or take a few million dollars. So let's round that up to $23 million or $25 million flat in production. Right. And that's coming out of the $100 million that's going to be set aside well, for... Well, in reality, if you get a TV deal, then that $22 million can come out that TV deal. So let's say the TV deal is $160 million. Let's say the two. Let's say the TV deal is two hundred million dollars mm-hmm. for for a three year span. Then now that twenty two million dollar doesn't come out your hundred million initial investment. It only comes out of the television production. Oh, okay. So now you have that. Now you can afford. Now that cost of running rain trucks, camera replacement, this, that, and the other, signal broadcast, mobile satellites, this, that, and the other. That may cost, let's say, seventy million over the course of three years, and that three hundred million, that two hundred or three hundred million dollar deal they may broker may come directly from that. So that still leaves them their operating costs without even having to touch it. Right. So, that, so the purpose of having, if Vince had to pay for TV and television, it will cost them more. So now they can use that same money. So let's say they had took twenty two million away from take away from three hundred million, right? Mm-hmm. That leaves them $277 million. Now you can start paying those stadiums that cost $200,000 a week. Yeah. Three, three, uh, 200 to three hundred, maybe five hundred to $600,000 stadiums. So now you're paying those Tuesday night fees. You now have, if the, st- if the stadiums have football games and basketball games, you now have to work around those schedules. So that's going to determine whether you're in a Cincinnati on Tuesday mm-hmm. or Madison Square Garden on a Wednesday. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. On, on, on another Tuesday. So you may want to do it May 3rd, but you may not have the stadium until uh, July 3rd on right. that Tuesday. So you're going to have to look at all the teams, all the places, all of this, and how everything is booking. That's true. Like they couldn't get the stadium they wanted in Las Vegas because they don't know who's going to the playoffs. Right. So now they had, I mean, was it Florida? Then they had to go to the other arena. They're going to the MGM, the MGM Grand. The MGM Grand, which is 100% available. Now, also, too, another thing is they, they may Who knows what that costs? Right. That may cost 300000 to get the building. They may be able to also do um, the Hammerstein Ballroom, just hypothetically. Yeah, and I don't even think they're going like that small. I think they're at the point where, you got to remember, they got the Khan family. So they got to go big. Right. So let's suppose you said you took 200000 Let's say it costs three hundred, and let's round it off nice. So five hundred thousand. Yeah, I'm gonna do four. Okay. Four hundred thousand. Excuse me. Four hundred thousand times fifty-two in the stadiums, and let's say four hundred thousand. Some stadiums maybe only a hundred grand. Right. Right. Maybe fifty grand if they're small. Times fifty-two equals another twenty million eight hundred thousand. Sheesh. So now you're at around about with that other 20 something, let's say bumped at the 25. Now you're at another quarter of a quarter of a you, you're at the you're at the um excuse me, my brain just fought it. You're at the sixty thousand dollar marker, forty thousand dollar marker. Now let's times that twenty thousand twenty forty million. So let's times that twenty million dollars times a three year deal. $62,000, You add that, right? So now let's take that. 
let's divide that by three. Excuse me. Let's go back. Let's bring it at two million plus twenty five million and television production costs, right? Mm-hmm. Equals that times that by three years. We're looking at one hundred and thirty-seven million four hundred and eighty uh, four hundred thousand dollars, which means to make this work, they're going to need a two hundred million to three hundred million dollar television deal from TBS mm. to balance out the three. If people, if I sound long-winded, people, I'm trying to break down. This is this is analytics, right? Yeah, here, yeah, guys. These, these, yeah. I'm a human algorithm machine when it comes to this. I'm surgical with this motherfucker. All right. I think you know what movie movie that's from. I'm surgical with this shit. Yes, sir. Uh, training day. Um. So you're looking at 137 million, you know, mm-hmm. give or take. So let's round that up to exactly 150 million and production costs alone. Yeah. Let's not talk uh, insurance policies for the stadium. Mm-hmm. Let's not talk this. Let's not talk that. Let's, uh, you know, there's, there's so much we can bring up that can absorb that cost. So to make this operational and a success, they need the 300 million dollars. Plus, they have the 100 million dollars in their personal operating costs to make this work. Mm-hmm. And that's not factor in uh, toy deals, this T-shirt sales, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. So for this to work, it's going to need more than the support of the fans. It's going to need all the stars are lining up right. It just has to become a full operational thing. Absolutely. What do you think about that as I broke that down to you? That's, um, that's the part that that's people logical. are not looking at. That's the logical way of looking at it because that's how a business should operate. Mm-hmm. You know, Even if you did it on a small scale, you still have to have those major steps to keep a business afloat. Right. Because you also got to look at not only this, you can also look at potential loss and gain of um, revenue based on this. Mm-hmm. Wow! Right, they can lose everything. Yeah, they can walk out and debt. This can be a we tried it, and they're all back in the WWE. Exactly. Or it can be fuck that. We're going to Mondays, or we're going to ride Fridays. Both way, we're competing Friday or Monday. Yep. Tuesday is the safe spot. Mm-hmm. And if they get TBS, I think they're going to get. I get. I might be off by a few million, but I got a funny feeling they're going to try to broker a three hundred million dollar three year TV deal. And it would it would make sense for them to do that. It really right. would. Especially if TBS doesn't have nothing on Tuesdays. Except for reruns. So you get rid of that. Right. Now you can now and they know t- they know wrestling works in their business. It, because they did it they did it for damn near um thirty years. Right. Thirty, forty years. So the question is now, does TBS run football? This is why I want to see the relationship. Does TBS Yeah, let's take a look at that. That's that's T V run football crap you all right oh yeah, yeah. oh that was like that was my phone oh, okay tbs football run football um yes they run college basketball nascar baseball i don't see football they do college football they do college football but yes. i don't see the nfl hmm the nfl is only on tnt from what I'm looking at, I'm looking at um and 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 Fox and and Fox and yeah, college football is on TBS. That's a given. Um, they've been doing that for some time, right? But if you go to TNT, you'll definitely find the NFL on the TNT. You'll find the, right, you'll, which is a relate. It's still is the that's the Turner broadcast. That's the Turner Broadcasting Systems, and then there's Turner Brook, and then there's Turner correct network. Yeah, Turner Television Network. Turner Turner Network Television and it's Turner Broadcasting. Yeah, 
a vision of a division of Warner Media. Mm-hmm. In the end of the day, they're in business with Warner Brothers. Exactly. So, so <laughs> which is an AOL company. Exactly. So, in reality, and see, this is the this is the thing I want to point out: them doing business as we're rounding this all up with them doing business on this type of scale. And I don't want people to think I'm talking out the yazoo with this. This is, I want to be extremely accurate. Mm-hmm. There are only six major corporations that run all of media. All and right. Is. And um, there's National Amusements, there's Disney, there's Time Warner, there's Comcast, there's News Corp, and there's Sony. Mm-hmm. Right, that is the big fucking six. Mm-hmm. If you want to go go Illuminati-ish and do this, that, and the other, yeah. here's the here's the the leisures of doing business with mm-hmm. turn with Time Warner, and I want people to understand this clearly. Uh, I'm going to mention the companies that they do know and how I could, if I was president of the mm-hmm. AEW, or if I was some type of branding officer or working for AEW. Yes, I want you to understand. They do business. They own the Cartoon Network. They own Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. You can do being the elite cartoons on Adult Swim. What? Okay. They that's Cartoon Network Studios. Mm-hmm. You can you have iWorks. You have CNN. Yes. You have it where you can promote wrestling content during CNN television. You can you have Castle Rock Films. You can now start getting these wrestlers inside of film companies. Obviously, they have all the Warner brandings. You could do Warner Kids. You could do you could do Young Bucks cartoon shows that come on in the morning with Warner Broadcasting. They have Vertical Comics. Right. They have the CW11. They have the Mad Network. They have a, a they own HBO. People right. just let it be known. They own New Line Home Cinema. They own TMC. They own Hulu. Mm-hmm. Which can now change the landscape of everything. Oh, and they own DC Comic Books, which yes. Cody Rhodes has a relationship with when working on the show Arrow. That's true. That's Cinemax, that's this. I don't think people understand the magnitude of doing business with Time Warner. If you want to move over, they have Time and Life magazines. Yes. They, that's in print. They can do special articles with just talking about wrestling history in lineage. They could do a Time magazine every year on one classic, re- on, on Cody Rhodes' father. Yep. And then this, that, and the other. Their investment firms are, are, are companies, even if I mentioned it to you, you wouldn't understand. You forget this Turner Music and Turner Music Group, which means if they want to get music and license music, they, they now th- have Ted Turner's, they, you now have Turner Broadcastings and Warner Brothers to get you the license fee for right. all Warner Brothers music. Yes, that's true. You know, so saying? you mess around, you might you might hear some um, old school Juice Crew stuff and some old school Madonna. Yeah, you and might some old not. School well, Prince what, playing in the background. Yeah, and that has to. Oh, now you're bringing in Maverick Records and this that and, and Warner other, Brothers and, and sister uh, right. companies. Yeah, and if I'm right, Prince is Sony. Uh, no, Prince is uh, Warner Brothers. His old catalog. His was old catalog. Sony. Mm, no, that's yes, why. that is. Remember, he wrote "Slave" on his face. Yeah, he because was, he was a captive of Sony. Th- no, it was Warner Brothers. It's Sony. Sony? Sure? Yeah, I'm positive on that. Because I, I, I remember, I remember it's Warner Brothers. When he, when he was breaking out of that deal with Warner Brothers, he, that's when he started doing that whole thing with the slave, and he changed, and he, I think he jumped ship with labels and stuff like that. Warner that Brothers was, owned the the rights to the name Prince. They probably owned the rights, but I guarantee distribution with Sony, one hundred percent. I thought Warner Brothers had their own distribution. See now, distribution is a funny thing. I could be signed, to, and I'm gonna break this down to the T. I could be signed to Sony Records, but have distribution through Capital. 
then you're talking about international distribution. That's true. So you take someone okay. like my brother who had a deal through Sony, mm-hmm. and his inter- but when he when his deal was moved over to Universal, Sony did not want to let go of the did not want to let go of international distribution. Right. Okay. So you could be doing business with ten companies because your contract is signed a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I also want people to know when you're looking at this this wrestling thing, and the most important thing that a lot of the other companies do not have that Warner has is Rocksteady Games, T1 Games, Neverrealm Games, which means what if they start with Neverrealm started making a wrestling game? What if Rocksteady made a wrestling game? Oh, there so, we go. Then now, so, now AEW can get involved in the video game market. I think it's already going it's it's not it's not far-fetched. Yeah. So when you look at the fact that you got Rocksteady, one of the biggest game companies, Warner Brothers, which made some of the best Lord of the Ring games, and you got NeverRealm, who made uh, who made uh, Mortal Kombat uh, and the Injustice. DC Injustice. Um, don't be shocked if they created a wrestling fight engine game for you guys, and it works. Yeah. Oh, I did some more research. It seems to me that with Turner Sports, right, mm-hmm. um, all of their sports franchises or anything that they had dealing with um sports ended in 2017 like the last time the Atlanta Braves football baseball was played was um 2013 and then it was sold to the Meredith Corporation in 2017 mm-hmm. looking at what they dealt with at the time the contracts they had they had the NBA uh PGA NCAA men's division basketball mm-hmm. uh I think this is like United European Federation um Football Association, I believe, uh, the Champions League and the right. um, Europe League. Side note, you know why people don't? I'm saying Sony and P, and you, you don't get it. He was signed to Columbia, and Columbia is it's a Sony. Sony company. That's right. There you go. I had to make sure. And if I'm right, Arista Records is a Sony company, which he was signed to. And if I'm right, MPG was a parent, uh, uh, a, a, a child company of Warner, which he ended up on after he got off of Sony. But it was Columbia Records that he was on. It's interesting because... Arista and Universal. But when you look at, you know, his first three albums uh, from 79 all the way up to... Actually, his first five from 79 all the way up to so-and-so, like maybe maybe early, like late 89, no, like early 90s, everything was Warner Brothers. Which might have been the distribution. Okay. Cause, um, and then I'm thinking Purple Rain, Under the Cherry Moon, all that other stuff. That's Columbia. But they had, they had Warner Brothers distribution on it, though. The, the Distribution is totally separate from the yeah. owners of the, of the library. You're right. But if I'm right, if I know for, it's right here. It's Columbia. This nigga was under Columbia. And Arista, which was all Sony. And Paisley Park. Which was the, in the latter years was a Warner Brothers, which which he which he was what he did through Warner Brothers. Okay, all right, and stuff. So sometimes what a company would do, it's like with this big deal with the film company. Mm-hmm. When here's the funny part, they bought Disney bought Predator, Aliens, this that and the other. They're gonna have to re-release all these DVDs now with with. With the Disney logos, with on the it. Disney branding on it, or Touchstone, which is their R-rated company. Right. A lot of people didn't even know that Touchstone Disney been making R-rated films for years. <laughs> so Touchstone may be the company that they redistribute all of this 20th Century Fox content. So there's going to be a person who buys the Aliens Blu-ray and the future, and the Blu-ray is going to say, um, Disney or Touchstone. Right. 
and they'll never know that it was a Fox company because they may redo all of the credits. Yeah. Like now, you can push Gene Claude Van Damme out of the Predator mm-hmm. because technically he played the Predator up until a certain point. And then they brought in a big seven foot black guy. Okay. So does he get lost in the credits? What type of deal does he get on the back? You know, there's a lot that goes in with distribution. But labels are so funny. They, they fight against each other, but they do business with each other. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's crazy. It's it, it's crazy. But we can go on there for, for we could talk on that for, yeah, but bringing right. it back. Yeah. Um, bringing it back to the big six, as I was saying. There's a giant market there for them to capitalize on, and as they and if they make money, as we think they are, and the sad people out there who are saying, "Oh, they're going to fail, they're going to yeah, this, they're going yeah. to that," you don't understand. These niggas is doing business on scales. This is, I mean, yeah, Vince is dealing with Fox, mm-hmm. but f- I, I think because he has a network and he has the WWE network. He's he's limited and he's stuck in a two K deal and this that and the other, but Warner Brothers working with Never Realms and Rocksteady working with Never Realms making a new engine and a new wrestling game, and then getting it being able to borrow licenses. Mm-hmm. Imagine Tanahashi in a legit game that looks like WWE two K. The technology is there. Yeah. And what if it surpasses WWE two K? People are gonna buy it. You know what I'm saying? And and they're not restricted. So we're going to, you know, different arenas, different this, this, that, and mm-hmm. the other. You know, UFC games are great, but we're, we're looking at a market where the game is about to change. And just for people to know, there's a lot of investment firms out there. And I want to break this down. Yeah. And I want to be very, very clear when, when I say this. You got big band networks. You got Bluefin. You got Crowdstar. You got Double Vision. You got Get Glue. You got Nouveau. You got Trimmer. Mm-hmm. You got this. You have all these companies that are that can make become side investors in the business. And what you don't understand is that this is not about wrestling no more. It is about wrestling. But, but it's when they go to commercial, that's when the money is made. Exactly. And all of these brands that are sitting here. So when they make a new Superman film and it's advertised on every commercial during a TNT broadcasting thing, this is where it comes from. When Mortal Kombat is this, that, and the other. When they're doing video game tournaments and the Young Bucks and them are showing up to video game tournaments yep. and this, that, and the other, which we already seeing is starting to happen. Yes. you know, Especially with Kenny Omega and the Street Fighter community. Exactly. Uh, imagine this whole, this whole branding game turns into a different game. So they're going to have easy licensing to music. They're going to have licensing to video games. They got time on the internet. They're going to be advertised to every, every person who has... Spectrum and Time Warner Cable Word. is going to get digital advertisements for the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. And this makes it easier for to do pay-per-view if they're going to choose to do pay-per-view or this, that, which changes the scale for them. Yes. You know, so do you do Fight TV or do you go to one of these TV apps like a HBO and they're putting the TV, the pay-per-views up on there. I can see them taking advantage of all of that. I can see them taking advantage of pay-per-view. I can see them also taking advantage of streaming hey, on a fight on Fight TV. Let me ask you a question. See that t- they may be pulled away from Fight TV, and I tell you why. That's not the Warner bro. If they're gonna do television deal with Warner, their pay-per-view thing is gonna change. Right. So let's let's remove Fight TV. Let me ask you a question, and I'm sorry I'm long-winded with this people, but I want you guys to have accurate information. Um, the question is: Is how many pay per views do you put on a year, with the hurt, with the hit, 
going to pay-per-view. And UFC is barely getting by with pay-per-views. Okay, so and now. they put on just as much as WWE. So now, here it is. So AEW, just starting out the gate. Mm-hmm. They do three. Mm-hmm. Per, they do three per year. Between three to four. I, I'm going to round up to say four. They do four per year. Mm-hmm. Quarterly. Because they would have to be for big shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's the way to and do me it. And you just was, I just was, sent you quarterly breakdowns. So I right. know you get the quarterly exactly. game officially so now. You figure it like this, right? Uh, they have the uh, double or nothing coming up in pay- on pay per view, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be in, what's it? That's going to be in May, right? Then you go September again if you want to do an anniversary of All In. Mm-hmm. Right, you do that. You do a November show. Leave Thanksgiving to to the E. Do what they do from there, mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, so they'll have their time to do what they do with their family, mm-hmm. and then January. Right. You know, if you do like either a January or February show, like something big for them during that time, like a Super Brawl. Feb- mm-hmm. Actually, February will be perfect. So you figure February, May. Right, uh, you can probably even you know September, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or maybe even maybe even July, you can probably do something on that magnitude for like those four pay per views during that part of the year. That would be good for them. I'm thinking six. Okay. I like the four. I like the quarterly idea that gives you three months between every pay per view, um, which get which creates a better incentive. Mm-hmm. I say six. Because every two months you can have an event. Okay. Um, I think WWE should cut down to six. But considering that they have their shit on the network, they can run how they they run as they, they run. They run as they want, and they have established that. And I'm not against that. But when it comes to AEW, I like the odd concept of four. Every three months, something big has to go down, or every two months, something has to go big. I'm kind of leaning towards the four concept, but four or six pay per views a year. You can really do some real work. Mm-hmm. And now the fan doesn't feel oversaturated in purchasing content. Because let's be for real, the month-to-month shit is too much. Right. And the pay-per-view market for us is just... And they're not, and WWE is not even changing the fucking stage for us. No. So we're just getting the same Monday Night Raw. At least create a pay-per-view stage that we only see once a month. You get what I'm saying? But then when you look at the but you look at the, the you look at the stage, it's the same shit. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I understand Monday Night Raw and SmackDown stage staying the same. But don't give us the Monday Night Raw and SmackDown stage. How about this? Give us a you just got two billion dollars, basically. Three spread out in reality. Mm-hmm. Give me a fucking pay-per-view stage only. WrestleMania changes all every year. Right. And I'm not arguing with that one, but I'm talking about the other 11 pay-per-views. Right. The fast this, lanes, the elimination Yeah, chambers, all of those. So. I want to I want a separate stage just for that on those Sundays so I can feel there's a visual right. difference. So like for I give you I give you an example too. Like if they do when they do the uh the the women's pay-per-view Evolution. We don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to do another Evolution this year. They should. My only drawback about Evolution that this last year's Evolution pay per view it was too damn dark. Well, they do. If you notice, SmackDown now dims the lights, make the background blue. Raw dims the lights, make the black background um red, red, and they dim the lights and made it like a ugly, like a dark purplish. Yeah, 
I, I don't want I don't want the lights dim. I want to see the crowd. That's what I'm saying. You, it, you are removing the crowd from us. Yeah, I want to see. I want like and even with the NXT shows, the NXT shows are bright to a certain extent, but then it gets dark also. Right. And I think that's just their production thing, their production in general, which is crazy. Um, but moving forward, and you know, I think it's important that we. Um, I think it's important that they establish a pay-per-view format that yeah. works. And, and for people who don't know the reason why I said that I want a separate stage for WWE, no, I don't need a new stage month to month, but I need a third venue that looks different. You know what I'm saying? That, that says pay-per-view. Right. Even if it's just one giant fucking monitor, mm-hmm. give me something different that's different from everything else because all we're seeing is the Monday Night Raw stage, the SmackDown stage done on pay-per-view, and who wants to buy something? There was a point where we would buy pay-per-views during the 90s and the early thousands, and the first thing we wanted to know is what the stage looked like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you did that. Well, but I mean, we wanted to see that stage. Well, for me, um, I was just more more into the action. But yeah, but it would make sense that you, your presentation looks really good. You know, because you, know, um, you got to think about it. How that wrestler walks to the ring is everything. Mm-hmm. How they walk to the you gotta remember when they did pay per views, there was no rampways. No, everybody walked. But the, you knew the, you knew it meant business, right? They walked. They they walked the aisle. Yeah, you know? now if they have a ladder match, they'll put ladders on the top of the ape after the ramp and this, that, and the other. Give me a new stage. So I think with them, I hope whatever their venue screen is going to look, their stadium, their, their presentation stage moving forward into that is going to look like. looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I hope they give us a new a, a pay-per-view stage. Right. A pay-per-view presentation and I think that's the, uncanny. And I think the WWE should be... Um, should be um, on 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 par to do that particular thing because they they'll have the resources to do it. Right, I agree one hundred percent. But uh, we're pretty much covered everything we know about AEW news is still breaking and there's, there's gonna be there's one other thing I do want to oh, yeah, talk sure. about mm-hmm. with um AEW. Now you know I'm I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm a I'm a belt mark. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, these championship belts. I need them to look beautiful. I don't need them to be the biggest belts, but they need to look like belts that people would desire to have because ROH belts fell flat after the first initial reaction. Okay. And when they when they walked out to the ring with them, it looked like I couldn't fuck with it. So when they came out with the new belts, they did a they did a little thing um last year where they they presented. I think it was last year. Yeah, actually. And they looked was, good. Yeah. But when they got on the wrestlers' waists, it looked like they uh, looked like shit. Okay. So now, here in this particular case with um AEW I would look towards if it was me, like, and I and I would think that um, Cody and the Bucks they are into championship belts. Mm-hmm. They they they. I would think that if I know Cody, we know he took the IC belt serious and, and he got f- one and reason. he flipped it. He flipped it and got in trouble for it, but they let him use right. it. I know that um, he definitely enjoyed wearing that ten pounds of gold. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I know that the Bucks they had their own when they had their super kick tag belts that they use to this day you know it's it was a very little interesting thing i can see them going to either the following guys like a dave milliken or a, um a uh i think they're gonna go who, who come i i would send feelers out to everyone yeah design me something on paper and you don't know if tony khan and them are taking the lead on that and saying we have a design team for these belts right now the thing is is that that's another thing i would hope they don't use uh, 
West Coast, um, what was it, West Coast Bikers or whatever that did the WWE belt? That's, that's Triple H's personal relationship. Okay. So. Um, the WWE Championship, the second time around with West Coast, looked good. When they right. removed the champion thing, the problem is they replicated it across everybody. Yeah. So they they gave us too much of the same fucking. So they belt. can't they can't look lame. I would I would like. For, and I don't want them to do a UFC thing where the UFC no, uses no. all the same belt for every weight class for men's and women. Exactly. Mind you, UFC is coming out with new belts for the deal with ESPN. You know, so I I, th- I figure like this. I mentioned you know uh, Reggie Parks. I'm mentioning Reggie Parks. The guys at Wildcats. Wildcats. Top rope. Top rope. Yeah. You I'm know, just going off the top of my head. Yeah. Those so are the three. Those are the main ones that I can think of that should be. Um, having the opportunity to um, create designs for the new AEW championship belts. Yeah, I agree. You know, give it a nice, give it an update class, give it an update look, classic, but an update feel to them. Make them with a real good, a nice good size. Don't make them look like, you know, like shit, but make them look beautiful. Make them look, make them, make these belts the most desirable titles to go for. And you know what's for me, more personally, um, I don't, I don't want to see wrestling's past. We are in a new generation. If they make these belts, I want to see wrestling's future. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see something I've seen before. We know, can't get around four, three plates, can't get around five plates, can't get around six plates. I'm not disagreeing with that, but metal crafting technology has gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. I want to see the future of wrestling when I look at these belts. Right. The, the day for nostalgia is over. Mm-hmm. We Vince is marketing nostalgia to the end. Yes. I want to see wrestling's future when I look at these belts. I want to see, I want these belts to feel like champions. And you know what's the number one thing I don't want to see? I don't want to see replicas sold. You know what? That's not a bad idea. If this was the brand, because New Japan just got their rights back on locking down those people making those belts again. Now, when they made their, as they make their belts, they make their, they made their replicas with a limited, a limited edition. I've seen some genuine replica and IWGP still, belts, and but they, and and those weren't no bullshit belts from back in the day when they were slinging them. These were like you had to pay like five Gs. Yeah, for and these belts. but you gotta remember they the belts that they made were already. I think there was like maybe six, four or five of them, and those were all for bad plating thing. You know those things. Some of those things are electro plated. Some of those things are those. Those are standalone belts. But the current IWGP Championship, there's only one person I know sitting with one because I've been in talks with him mm-hmm. to give up my big gold. Um, there's. Dave Mulligan's right. There's his, mm-hmm. and there's one more person sitting across the world with the other actual one that was made, and they also have the Brock one sitting in their position. Right. Um, for people who don't know, there's a big there's a company called Belt Talk. They're very secretive on there. Mm-hmm. They know. Then you got these cheap companies that made a bunch of these cheap ones that they're selling on eBay and all kind eBay, of whatnot, and, and that's um, getting you know. They lost the licensing rights for like a month and then these niggas went crazy. Right. And, you know, what makes the IWGP championship so amazing is that you can't get one. Right. And me and you talked about this before. What takes away the prestige from the WWE championship is that anyone can buy one. Yep. And it was Eric Bischoff. Great idea. Fucked up the business on that one. Yeah. Great great idea. Fucked up the business. Because the first thing on the indie scene 
Everybody had big world titles. Yeah. Everybody had United States championships. And I was the I was the first one to do it. I'll be glad to tell a person in Harvey I was the first one to utilize that you know of. Yeah. Well, I was I was the first one to do it because I remember before I met you guys when I was gonna go into Long Island, dumb niggas had those belts. Mm-hmm. And I remember they had it like week one. Those shits was on when they was doing it like on when they was doing the late night what you call it. And I remember I went out there to go train for a little bit, and the guy was like, yeah, we just got our belt in the mail. And I was like, that shit has only been out for a week. So I remember seeing that in long. So people saw that and immediately was like, we need our own belts. Because back in the day, the only person you could really get to outside of Reggie Parks was, was J-Mar. J-Mar, right. That's which, right. you know, there's a lot of been a lot of things said about him with people and belt making. I have a great relationship with J-Mar. I, he knows my name. I know his name. I remember being on the phone with him. While he was painting the new tag team belts. Mm-hmm. Literally having a conversation about something because we had developed a great relationship. Right. And he's a friend of the show. He's been he was uh, a belt maker for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um I've known him for a long time. He's the 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 maker of the particular belt that was gifted to me. Mm-hmm. Um that you saw. Right. That I keep in a safe. Um so with that being said. There were people, Mark, I'm telling you, there were people who were buying those week fucking one. Yeah. And they were showing up on feds. Everywhere. Everywhere. So that's so why I say, I'm not saying that you didn't do it. I'm saying you did do it. In your circle, you did it. But there were people who were running around buying that cheap ass, one millimeter plated, overpriced WCW championship. Well, at the time, if you look at it, that that belt was only 200 bucks. Right, because you're, you're only actually, paying. Actually, not even. It was like a hundred and twenty-five dollars. Um, yeah, because you was only paying for the. You're, you're only paying for one millimeter of plating. Yeah, and so, the name tag, you just you had to get your own made. Right, but if you needed a name, but it came with it. It came with whatever name tag you wanted. Right, when Figures Inks was making those belts, when they was making those belts, right, and then so when you look at that, that again, everybody could have been Hulk Hogan, or Goldberg. Or Nash, or Sting, anybody, and and, or and Ric this, Flair. This is the thing. Anybody can be you. If I buy a WWE World Championship, I'm the WWE World Champion. How did? If you bought something, you were the owner. Technically, you are that. So what do we have? Ten million WWE champions. Yes. And then we wonder why the belt is not valued. Exactly. Anyhow, closing out the show. Value championships, Cody. Please make those belts beautiful. Word. Um. Let's see. Let's do it. Just do it. Um. And throw and if you get some made and they look like shit, Cody, it's all right. You ain't got to introduce belts on the first show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can work your way. Lucha Underground did a phenomenal job of waiting a year to introduce titles. Yes. And they did it right. They had one belt, and then when that one belt, when they got those new belts, I think, like he said, they went through a few mm-hmm. before they made choices. So, look, uh, Mark, once again, I thank you. We know we got to get out of here at seven o'clock. I know you got to get something to eat. I got to go get something to eat. Oh, before we bounce, man, I just want to talk about this one thing we was talking about. What's that? The um the fundraiser that I'm looking Oh, yeah, you you we were talking about that off the show. I was telling you to yeah. promote your fundraiser. Yeah, I got a birthday coming up uh January 31st, you know. And uh one of the things that I'm doing, I have a fundraiser that um I'm looking for people to donate to. And um if you go to if you follow me on Facebook, we don't um, promote Facebook, you know, but if you go to that social media platform, you go there. You need to type in my name. You know, my name will come up. I have um, the fundraiser I'm looking to do for is for Brooklyn Steppers Marching Arts, and this here is um, 
the mission is to be committed to personal excellence in young people um, through innovative quality performance, arts education, and practical experience in arts-related careers. So basically, I'm asking for people just to go there onto my Facebook and to donate whatever you can. Because actually, my goal is to, is to raise $200 for this. Yeah, and when I saw that, I said he's not even asking for a lot. He's just saying simply, hey, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you guys are willing to do that, look into it. I mean, it's about, again, it's about helping out the, the kids in the community. And um, we need our programs. And this organization uh, has a pretty good reputation for this. So, you know, have a kind heart and donate to the thing, man, if you can. All right. You know? Well, we appreciate that, Mark. We thank you so much for another episode of Wrestlers with Experience. I believe this is episode number 42. 42 in the can, brother. Uh, we'll meet this Saturday mm -hmm. and pump out a few more episodes. Our future episode will be about me and Mark booking our versions of going from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. Yes. It will be a detailed episode. Mm -hmm. um, you know how we are. We long-winded with us, so be yes, long-listening with us. Enjoy, um, man, because that's what you're going to get. Yeah, we'll have um, also updates of what's happening currently in, the, uh, in WWE, and I want to talk a little bit about Impact. Yeah. And what's going on with them because they're in a weird situation right now. Absolutely. And any more AEW updates that we get during the week, we will bring to you guys. Mm -hmm. It's WrestleMania season. Let's yeah. get it. All right.